we're going to be uh, talking about uh, cuts in funding for anti-human trafficking here in a second. And, and I'm no expert. I know you and our guests are. But this has been a very high-profile uh, campaign right? at the highest levels of government, as a matter of fact. Yep. I mean, Senator Heidi Heitkamp and everybody, there's been a lot of talk about this. Yet the North Dakota legislature finds a need to cut funding? Well, that's what it's looking like. And to uh, to explain actually what is going on, I decided to ask, like you say, the expert. And with us joining, uh, it takes two right now, is Christina Sambor, who is the chairwoman of uh, FUSE, which is the Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force here in the state of North Dakota, to talk about what the uh, North Dakota House potentially is doing to the budget when it comes to anti-human trafficking uh, services. So, uh, Christina, I think we have you on. Thanks for joining us on It Takes Two. Hi, guys. What does FUSE mean? Um, FUSE, well, when we originally uh, came up with the name, and I always uh, I always say that I wasn't part of the acronym committee because it was a bit of a stretch, but uh, a force and human sexual exploitation, and then the U came from human. So we just go by FUSE these days to avoid that explanation. All right, thank you. So, Christina, uh, Tyler here, and uh, – you know, when it comes to the human trafficking stuff, what we saw here in the Fargo-Moorhead area and, and actually Grand Forks a couple of weeks ago that 11 people were arrested for attempting to have uh, sex with minors and some prominent people in the area were were arrested. And now we see in the, the paper just recently, and actually if you go to KFGO.com, you can look at uh, the news team's uh, take on what was described as uh, a prostitution ring that started in the Twin Cities but actually has now gotten into the Fargo-Moorhead area and even up to the Bakken. So we have these high-profile cases about human trafficking, sex trafficking, yet the North Dakota House this past week is threatening to cut funding for services that prevent this. So give us a take on where we started with the Attorney General budget and where we're at as of uh, this Thursday. Yeah, so, uh, so going back to the 2015 legislature, um the attorney general has been a, a really important partner for us um, all the way along, and um, and we were successful in securing 1.25 million dollars in the 2015 session to really build um, the victim services response system, um, and that response system is also very closely tied in with the law enforcement response. So when we talk about like the things, like the proactive things that went on in the Red River Valley that netted you know arrests. Now between the two things, the one that was done last summer and the one that was done. This fall, nearly 30 arrests of men attempting to purchase commercial sex with someone they know to be a minor. Um, when you uh, so when you look at all of that, that all involves this funding. The folks that are funded through these through the the money that we got in the 2015 session, the money that we're fighting for now, um, not only help serve victims when they're identified, but also are part and parcel of planning and assisting with. Um, and being available in case victims are identified um, in law enforcement efforts as well. So um, we we brought forward, and it was a standalone appropriation, so not part of the Attorney General's budget, but it was proposed to go to the Attorney General's office oh, for administration, okay. mm -hmm. um, a million dollars uh, this session. So um, we got unanimous approval of the funding um, on the Senate side, but on the Senate side, they cut the appropriation to $500,000. Um, now, this last week in uh, the House Appropriations Committee, they are they they approved another amendment down to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so we're at two hundred fifty thousand right now, and and they approved that, so that's where we're standing at, at at this point. So that's yeah, that's come out of House Appropriations. It has not yet passed the House, um, okay. and so we're we're waiting for it to be added to the House calendar, and then 
um, and then passed out of the house. Um, so yeah, that's where we're standing. So we're looking at about a fifth of the amount of money um, that was appropriated last session. Okay. Hey, Christine DeSambor is our guest. She is the chairwoman of FUSE, who's the Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force here in North Dakota. And we're talking about right now, uh, the North Dakota House has uh, cut the budget to about $250,000 for the biennium. And, and Christina, this money is used as leverage to receive federal matching dollars, correct? Right. And so, so what happened last session is that we were able to make sort of a quilt, if you will, of funding. Um, FUSE kind of started out being funded by some private foundations, the Bush Foundation um, primarily and the Bremer Foundation, um, to sort of kick things off. But then we were able to secure the appropriation in the 2015 session. That money, several of the nonprofits, um, including like YouthWorks, the YWCA, um, were able to leverage those, fund, those funds, um, Rape and Abuse Crisis Center, some of the other domestic violence and sexual assault programs, including the Domestic Violence Crisis Center in Minot. So really across the state, these programs were able to take some of the state money that was appropriated and then identify that as the match component to federal grant programs. Um, we were successful in securing one of those federal grants through the Department of Justice, and that established what's called the North Dakota Human Trafficking Task Force. So that was really our kind of direct service coordinated effort. That's the group that um, came together to help plan those proactive operations in the East. Um, and so almost all of the federal grant programs that we're working under have a requirement that you basically bring to the table 25%. So of the total amount of money that goes into the project, you come to the table with 25%, and then the federal government provides 75% of the funding to equal 100% of the proposed project. Mm -hmm. um, the state funds were a really critical part for many of these programs in accessing those, that federal funding. And so the absence of state funds poses a real challenge to these nonprofit entities um, to come up with enough money to secure these federal grants in the future. Well, yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a double whammy, if you will, against uh, the very important and vital services of which your organization and other outfits, as you say, the YWCA and, and others, youth works are, are using. So it, the question then is, is, is the 250000 going to meet that requirement of matching or doing 25% of local funds to receive the federal dollars? You know, it's, it's hard to answer that question because obviously all the federal grants, you know, we have to apply and, and get them. But um, but I, I can tell you that when we look at sort of the annual, and we're talking kind of the bare bones, like like basic structure of the program, not a lot of bells and whistles, um, has about a $600,000 or so annual cost, which isn't a lot when you look at a service program that's serving the entire state. And, we, and we've had trafficking cases, um, I think it's important for the listeners to know, we've had trafficking cases in places like Winter, um, Bowdoin, North Dakota, Boom, um, Bowman, um, Hazelton, or um, sorry, Beulah Hazen area. And so this is something we're seeing not just in Fargo or in Bismarck or in Williston or Watford City, but really like across the state, you know, urban to rural areas. Um, so when you look at the total amount of investment, it's about $600,000 a year to maintain kind of the basic structure. Um, part of what we did to leverage the work that we were doing is um, three of our employees who are called navigators, went out um, into 10 different communities across the state and spent um, a significant portion of the last 18 months building what we call multidisciplinary teams. And essentially, they're establishing teams that create local protocol and coordinate their various service areas together so that they have a local response if and when trafficking victims are identified in their community. And so, so in addition to just directly serving victims, we're also building a network that helps extend a reach 
across, uh, like to all corners of the state. Um, so when you look at the funding, if we're looking at $250,000 over the biennium, that's $125,000 each year, mm -hmm. which equals about, you know, a fifth to a sixth of the necessary budget to keep what we're doing now in place. Okay. Well, and I know we, we still have a couple weeks left of the session and anything can happen. I, I know this cut is probably a result of seeing the March revenue forecast be altered again by the, the legislature. And we've seen this, uh, hopefully that there's some common sense that prevails when it comes to conference committee that no doubtedly will happen between the Senate and the house. I mean, this is a top of mind priority. We hear uh, president Trump talking about anti-trafficking. Uh, Jack Sunday mentioned that Senator Heidi Heidkamp's been a, uh, you know, a, a advocate to make sure that these programs are funded. So we need to get the legislature to come along with this. Most recently on, on KFGO news, we've heard of, one sex trafficking ring, which was recently busted with some act, a great deal of activity in Fargo itself, was described as the Uber of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. Was that big? That easy? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, it's it's important work. And uh, Christina, is there anything that the listeners could do to help? Uh, call their legislature, or is there anything that they can donate to Fuse, or how can listeners help? Yeah, so a couple things. Number one, in the immediate, um, contacting your uh, your representatives and your senators to let them know that you think it's important that we restore some of this funding. Um, I just want to be clear, too, you know, in talking with the representatives and senators, many of them see this as a very important program and, and very good work. They're happy with the work that we've done. Um, but they're just, it's sort of this balance of, oh, well, here's where we're at from a financial standpoint. And, you know, it's tough cuts across the board. Sure. So, um, so I think, I think, well, I think three things then. You can contact your representatives and senators um, about this specific issue. I think this sheds some light, too, when we talk about um, not only priorities, but also, you know, the broader conversation around, quote, unquote, cutting government funding. These are some of the things that end up on the chopping block. Um, and so just to know that there's some really important work and really um, devastating stuff that goes on in our state and government support is really critical to being able to continue to do that work. Sure. Um, and then third, uh, we'll be launching a new website here in the next couple of weeks for Fuse, and there will be a donation option. So um, our website is Project Fuse, which is F-U-S-E, like a, like a short fuse, right? ProjectFuse.org. Um, and like I said, our new website will be live here hopefully in the next week or so. And there will be a donate option on the website. All right. Hey, hey, Christina, uh, we wish you the best of luck going forward in the legislature. And uh, we'll get that uh, that website up on the KFGO.com potentially later on this afternoon. But thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Christina Sammore, everybody. True.